But you know, Jesus' disciples, they, they noted Jesus. I, I love the, the illustration of follow Jesus because that's what the disciples were doing. And, and it began there, in fact, their calling, Jesus walking by and saying, come follow me, was how it all began. But how they lived their lives began to affect everything. And they, they saw what Jesus did. And so they were, they were looking at Jesus. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul said, what you've seen and learned in me, what you've, what's been demonstrated in my life, do those things. What you've learned, put it into practice. Well, Jesus was saying the same thing, and they were watching him in verse 1 of, of, of Luke chapter 11. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Talking about John the Baptist. And he said to them, when you pray, say. Now, I, I want to pause there because, you know, Jesus, this was his normal practice. And, and I like the fact that the, the disciples understood, hey, don't mess with Jesus when he's praying. I mean, that's kind of the underlying thing that I see in that is that they were waiting until he, you know, prayed and, and stopped. It's, it's kind of the way preparing for sermons is at my house. You know, my kids, they've all grown up with me as a, as a pastor. Uh, when soon I first went into ministry, um, and, I, and I, I, some of the first, very first pictures of me at the Glory Barn ministering and uh, was holding Kelsey, and she was only uh, our oldest, who's now 30. She'll be 30 in June. And uh, so, uh, you know, we'd, we'd started in ministry just long before that, and she was just a baby. But they all knew that there were, you know, you, you could mess with, with uh, a lot of stuff. There were a lot of things you could do, but when dad's praying, seeking the Lord, or when I'm studying, you need to, you need to not mess with me, not, you know, just kind of back off, leave me, give me a little space. And so it didn't matter what we were doing. If we were driving somewhere, I could always focus. Like there were times when we'd be driving to a meeting somewhere, and, and uh, oftentimes we just drove two separate vehicles because we knew that was the only way that was really going to happen, that I was going to have uh, my attention and, and be free from that. But, you know, they always knew that I was approachable, but there was a time to approach and a time not to when we had to have that focus and attention. So I kind of I kind of relate a little bit to to uh, the, what the disciples were were sitting back waiting for Jesus. But they knew this was his custom and they knew it was important and they knew it was something that they needed to do as well. And so they asked him, they said, teach us to pray. And notice how he responds. He says, when you pray. It's not if you pray. He said, when you pray. So he's telling his disciples, he says, make this a, a, a something that you do. And then notice, he, he also says, and I, you know how I am about key words. He also said, say. What does it take to say? It, it, it takes verbalizing it. It takes it coming out your mouth. You know, I'll hear, and, I, and so this is, this is a challenge to you, some of you. There's some of you who say, well, I don't, I don't pray out in public, you know, I, I don't pray at the, at the Cowboy Church. We have, and I, I keep forgetting to do it here. I want to start having different ones of you open in prayer. I have different ones that help with offering or, or announcements or or do something, and they'll say, "Well, yeah, I can't do what Dakota can do. I can't do what Cody can do." Well, you don't have to be as. <laughs> I was I was searching for the for the right word. I was searching for the right word. You know, words are big. Yeah, I was searching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Dakota says, thanks, Cody. Yeah, that, yeah. But, but, you know, sometimes we can be intimidated by how good others can do. People say, well, I can't pray like you, or I, I'm not as comfortable as you. I can't, you know, keep the crowd in stitches, or I can't, you know, connect with people, or whatever it would be. But here's the thing. God didn't call us all to be up front, but He calls us all to say, now, here's the thing. We can't use the... I'm going to challenge you because don't use the excuse to say, well, I'm not good at speaking or praying out loud. Listen, there is one thing Jesus said there. He says, when you pray... So He didn't give us a choice. And He said, when you pray, say. So He didn't say, you got to pray in front of the church. you got to pray in front of, you know, at the men's Bible study or you got to pray at the women's meeting. He said, when you pray, say. Now, I, I hear people say, they're, they're talking about silent prayers. Okay? You can have a conversation with God silently in your head. I understand that. I'm not arguing that. But what did Jesus say to do? He said, verbalize things. See, you, you, now it's easy for me. I'm very verbal. I mean, obviously I talk and, and I, I got no problem with talking. I got no problem. If there ain't anybody around, I can still talk. You follow me around, you probably catch me talking to myself. You know, I mean, there's times as I get older, probably more than I used to, but I'm thinking through things. Some people I call on the phone and I'm talking to you. And you say, well, you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm airing out thoughts verbally. I'm putting it out there so I can think through it. See, here's the thing. When we hear things said, it has a different impact than when it's just rattling around in our head. Think about this. How many times have you, have you thought something through? And you had it in your head. And you thought it through. And then you said it and you went, that didn't come out the same. And sometimes you say it and you go, eh, maybe, I, maybe I'll retract that or maybe I'll... Uh, so, so talking things out, see where our prayer is concerned, there's a power in saying prayers out loud. Why does the Bible talk about confessions? You know, how do we, how do we, we, we use that scripture out of Romans 10, uh, 10 that, that we can, can, we believe in our heart that Jesus is Christ and we say with our mouth, that's where salvation comes. So, so confessing him as Lord is as important. It's not just the believing in the heart. It's the saying with the mouth. You say, well, I'm still not comfortable. By God, I don't want to pray. I'm just, I'm just up. Okay, don't pray in front of people, but pray to God at least. Here's the one thing I know. Practice makes perfect. If I can learn, if you can learn to... Why do we have our kids pray over the meal? Because it's cute. No. Yeah, it is. But we also want our kids to pray over the meal so that they learn to verbalize what, what they're hearing. So I'm challenging you. Learn to pray. You, men, you want to impress your wives? Learn to pray. She'll think you are awesome. I didn't get an amen. Okay, maybe y'all's wife. My, my wife thought I was awesome when I started learning how to pray. Can, is there any women say amen? Amen. Okay, good. Thank you. I didn't need a little coaching sometimes, but everybody's not afraid to say anything. It's like, I'm going to get called out. But see, here's the thing. See, we can begin to pray. See, the, 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 the protection of in, your, in your home is that she already knows you're not perfect. All she wants to see is your heart willing to be yielded to God. I'll tell you what turned our marriage around, probably saved our marriage, was me being willing to share how I was seeking God. Because when I was praying for her, or praying for her before God, 
I, I learned, God also taught me then to begin to pray for me. And when she heard me, as we, as we prayed together, we don't pray together a lot now, like daily or anything. But when there is a need or a challenge, we certainly are aware how we're praying, what we're standing for. You know, we've done this for, for enough years now, we can just simply say, this is what we're believing for. We're standing against that, right? We're in agreement. We know how each other are praying, but there are times when we, when we stand together and we verbalize, we're not having that. This is, we're, going, we're going to stand against this. See, Jesus told them, He said, you need to say. So my challenge to you is, is begin to pray to God and begin to voice it out loud. That's why, you know, soon I, we get on different sides of the ends of the house. We're, we're pro, both pretty private in our, in our prayer time, in, in, our, in our fellowship, because, I mean, that's personal with God. And so we begin to, we begin to speak, and we begin to pray, and we, and we say. And the thing is, there is something incredible about the Word of God going into our ear gates. Why, why do, why do, uh, I, do, I do a podcast, a point where just the audio sermons are on that podcast at High Call Ministries, and, and, and so that the sermons are there, we can, you can, if you want to, you can listen to them over and over, just the sermon. And just run them all day, man, while you're checking cattle, while you're doing your work, while you're going about your business. You can have that word being fed to you so that you're hearing it. See, God in that anointing, in that, in that, in that place, and I'm not the only one that does that, obviously, but hearing good words is, is good. The other day I was, yes, uh, two days, Friday, I guess it was, I was changing oil in a, in a little tractor we bought, and uh, um, it was my anniversary gift to Sue. And uh, uh, no, just joking. But uh, anyway, uh, she needed another tractor. But anyway, we, we were, I was changing oil in this tractor, and I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to a, to a couple of pastors that were that put together this this podcast, and, and they were they were they were, and I was busy doing other things. I'm walking all over the shop. I can barely hear it at sometimes, but my ears are tuned there while I'm doing something else. And see, we're feeding our spirit. But when we hear the word, but here's the other place that's very very powerful is when you hear you say what God says. See, because when you, say, you hear you say what God says, it's you give it, taking the authority that God's given you in prayer and, esta and establishing in, in, in your minds, here's what the Word of God says about me. You know, my, my Bible study this last week was, was confidence in God. How do we have confidence in God, in who He is? We read that scripture. We hear about who he is. We, we take and we, we do like, what did they do in Acts chapter 4 when, when the, the disciples, Peter and, and uh, James, I believe, James and, and, or Peter and John, sorry, had healed the man at the gate beautiful and they told him, they said, do not preach Jesus. No more, not at all. And they left that place knowing that they were going to be in prison and they went before God and they began to speak before God, here, you, God, are the one. And they begin to recite who God was, what He could do, what He was capable of. They built their faith based on the, God, the Word of God, and they established that. And then they said, now, God, what do you want us to do? See, their confidence had been built in who God was so that then they had confidence in who they were because the greater one, 1 John 4, 4, the greater one lives in me. See, I can take that Scripture 
and all my weaknesses, inadequacies, fears, all those worries are overcome by the Word of God when I take that Word and I begin to hear, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You, you walk, I walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit of God. I'm not just fruity. I, I have the, the fruit of the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. What is that? Nine fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Galatians 5.22. You, you begin to hear those and you begin to speak those over you. See, prayer is more than, and, and I, I think I got this written down here, prayer is more than a monologue, Andrew Murray said, but God's voice, it's a dialogue. God's voice in response to mine in prayers is, most, is prayer's most essential part. If we can take that Word of God and, and begin to pray, mix it in our prayers, and we begin to speak it, and it begins to transform us, then we begin to become what God's Word says. And, and that's all part of that, that time in prayer. See, they could see that Jesus, they, they, they were gaining an understanding, they had a, 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 an appearance or, or an understanding that Jesus was the Messiah, that He was the Son of God, and yet he, he lived on this earth as a man, and so they saw Him operating as a man. They saw Him doing, needing food. They, they saw Him needing sleep. They saw Him uh, uh, doing all these things. They saw Him undergoing all the pressures of life and, and being tempted and overcoming, but He was always successful. Why? Because He, he had that connection in that time with, with God in prayer, and they see that, and they see the importance of it. And so I, I challenge you for us to see it as well. You know, uh, prayer provides power, poise, and peace for a person's purpose, plans, and pursuits. I like that. That's a lot of P's, isn't it? I didn't come up with that. I don't remember where I found that. But, but prayer provides power, poise, and peace for a person's purpose, plans, and pursuits. You know, uh, to, to many Christians... We, we sometimes go to God in prayer wishing things different. We go to God in prayer begging for things to be changed. But remember, prayer is more than just talking to God. It is that dialogue. It's that time where we go before God and we, we offer our needs, but we also expect to, should begin to expect to hear His voice back. You say, well, I don't know how to hear His voice, but you can take His Word in that prayer time, and you can begin to read it, and you can allow Him, just like that song, that song said, that God opened my ears that I may hear. Open my, open my heart, illumine me. Man, I tell you what, if, if we can apply some of those things, we take that Word and we begin to read that Word, and man, I mean it begins to come alive to us. I want you to turn uh, to Philippians chapter 4. In this passage that we looked at the last couple of weeks, and we're going to look at it a little bit different. I'm not going to spend the time that we've spent on it, but I think it, it bears repeating, bears standing out to us. Because in verse 6, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, how? By prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. That the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Notice he said there, don't be anxious about anything. He said, don't worry, but pray. Again, Jesus telling his disciples, when you pray, say. And he gives them the Lord's Prayer. And I didn't take the time to, to break that Lord's Prayer down, but I, I want you to... I want you to always remember, and I've taught 
you know, several, four, five, six weeks on this before breaking all that down. That model prayer, that the Lord's Prayer, it's okay to recite that. It, 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 Jesus said, pray this, but as a model, He demonstrates, and you break that into sections, that's the way, the, the example of how to break up that time, that sweet hour of prayer. You, you ever try to pray an hour? You know, I, I, I challenge you. You say, man, I don't have an hour in a day. Here's what God will do. If you give God, if you give God that much time, He'll multiply the rest of your day. He'll, in, He'll enable you to get everything else done so much faster. He'll affect the rest of your day, I guarantee you. And He'll even, I, I believe, I've seen this happen, He'll even give you re, re, the rest you need, the strength to endure if you're sacrificing rest. Because most of us, you know, you got to be somewhere, you, you know, at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, it means you're going to have to get up really early to get that done and everything else you do. But can we dedicate now? An hour is a long time. Start out with 15 minutes, start out with 30 minutes. But giving God that time to say, okay, God, I'm going to spend time with you, that hallowing the name of the Lord. Uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Spending the time just not hurrying to tell God your list of needs, but sp hurrying to, to, to honor Him for who He is, hallowing Him. Lord, I, I give you this place, lordship over my life. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. I think in this, I, I, there, is a, there is in this nation, if you're not aware of it, and I think most of you are, but there is in this nation a, an attack on Christianity. There, there are many people in, in, in that are, and, and it's become more and more bold. I, I heard about it it's beginning up in Canada where, you know, dragging pastors out for not obeying the law and, and, and some, some thing. I mean, there, there, there are things that could be coming to, to a level and a, and a pressure. But you know what? One of the tactics that the devil's always used to try to, to try to steer people away from Christianity is they see it as a, as a God is taking away instead of what God gives. And, and you know, God g gives us within that time with Him, that blessing with Him, everything He created us for to, to do. You know, many of you have giftings. I, I'm, I'm very uh, humbled by the, the, the people that come to these church services. I mean, we got business owners, we got commanders, we got doctors, we got you know, we got people of of education, we got people who aren't necessarily educated, we got people who, I mean, we got people from all walks of life. That's what's so impressive to me, that, and and that, that God would bring us together, those that are gifted with not uh, titles but craftsmanship. I mean, people who can farm, mechanic. I mean, people who can cowboy, people who can, can run businesses, people who can do these things. That, that I mean, it's amazing what some of us and some of you can do and you're gifted to do. And, and sometimes the world, would, the devil would try to say, well, if you follow God, you can't do all these other things. And yet I tell you that God wants to take all those giftings that He created you for and all those experiences, all that education, all those things, and cause it to be even more powerful, even better. And, and, and the ease of it. You know, by you saying all He wants to be is Lord over all of it. And when He's Lord over it, He's not taking it away. He's establishing us to be better, to be, to be stronger. You know, here's the other thing. No matter what, if you've got a, a title in front of your name or letters after your name or none of that, you barely got a name. You know, here's the thing. In God's eyes and before God, we're all the same. 
We're all in need of a Savior. We're all in need of help. We're all, we are all at the foot of the cross needing Jesus. That's the wonderful thing. You know, the world tries to, right now is trying to divide us by race and by all these other things. They're trying to, to, to separate us and, and create this division and this strife. When God says there's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile at the foot of the cross before Jesus, we're all, we're all in need of him. And so, you know, there's that there's that difference, that separation between God and 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 the way they try to portray what God really is. You know, here in this in this passage again, he says, "Don't be anxious, don't worry." Let's look at Mark 11:23. And uh I saw this this morning and and I mean, this is a verse I've taught, ministered, stood on from my own personal life for for years, all my pretty much all my life. I remember uh, hearing these messages taught in in on how to pray in faith from the time I was a, a little kid. But I, I want you to I want you to see this verse in verse two twenty two verse uh, eleven Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God. Jesus turned their attention to God, and then he says in verse twenty three, Truly I tell you that if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says, or he, what they say will happen, if they believe what they say will happen, it'll be done for them. So, I mean, that's a very bold thing. And, and you know, in all my life, as I fit this verse into my prayer life and, and begin to teach this, I, I think there's a whole lot of time worrying about the mountain. What is the mountain? Now, the mountain's a circumstance, a situation. But what the Lord began to minister to me today, and, and I've, I've said this before, when we begin to believe God, don't worry about believing God for the huge thing until we can believe God for the small thing. The first thing, we, the first mountains that we'll have to overcome is pride, is, is jealousy, is covetousness, is, is some flesh thing that, that it's a simple thing when applying the Word of God, but it's a huge thing in a, as a barrier between us and God. See, the mountain is, is simply whatever would be before, between you and God. And he says, when you pray, say to the mountain, you know, that's one of the things that God will do in our prayer life is He'll, he'll reveal to us what is the mountain, what is the barrier. What's the thing that, that keeps me from walking in the best that God has for me? You know, I, I remember, man, with me, it was, it was fear, it was pride, it was, I mean, and it can still be if I don't keep it subject to the Word of God. You know, the better I get at something, the more opportunity we be, all become at being prideful. The, the, the achievement that man looks at and, and the trophies on the wall and all those things, say, boy, whew, yeah, man, look at this. I did this. I did that. I, I earned this money, or I earned this, or I got all this, this, or all these things. See, we can, we can have, we can have, you know, our kids can be uh, things that we put up as idols. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that the, the that the enemy comes in, slips in to separate us from all of God's best. It doesn't mean that we're going to hell because of it. Although, because if we're born again, we're saved. But are we going to be robbed of God's best? Are we, are we going to be limited because those things keep us from being able to hear from God? You know, I, 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 want, I want whatever God has for me. 
And I want his best. And you know what the, the, the freedom is and the confidence is, is that I know because of what God has said in his word and his goodness, that in the midst of, of whatever it is, that he'll cause his good, they'll, that there'll be good come out of it as a result. You know, we want to remove that mountain. He says, he says what, what are some of the other, uh, what, what about doubt? See, that is a huge mountain. That is a huge barrier. Truly, I tell you that if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea. Now, he, he's, point, he's standing there with his disciples pointing at a physical mountain. I, I, got, I had an opportunity when we were in uh, Israel that, that we were taken to a place that they believe was the place where he would have been with the disciples based on what was going on in the, in the time. And so, and, and, you know, he said the guy there that was leading the tour thing that we were on at that time, he said, see that mountain right there? That's probably, that could very well have been the one Jesus is pointing to. Jesus is pointing to this physical mountain to rock their thinking to say, you mean I could, re this, this, this is impossible, and yet you're saying that prayer, that if we can believe and not doubt, if we can say to the mountain, then it can be moved. And yet I bring it down to something that, that's a big physical thing, but anything that would keep us. You know, too much education, not enough education. Too much experience, age, too much, too much of anything could separate us from God. Now, God doesn't require that we, that we eliminate all those things. He just says make sure they're not the barrier. They're not going to keep us from being where God would have us to be and able to, to humble ourselves, able to hear His voice, able to, able to be willing to yield. I mean, the, the songs are fitting. That first one, I surrender. You don't have to raise your hand, but man, was anybody getting uneasy about how many times we said, I surrender? I love it. But if your flesh was saying, I don't want to say that again, that's scary. I've been there. I would have been kind of, I, I, I kind of do this, you know, I rock with the music, you know, I kind, of, I kind of sway with the music, worship the Lord, whatever. I mean, that's easy. In, in the past, I would have been going, I surrender. I said, okay, God, I, you know, I get it. You know, how many times do I have to say this? But how powerful is that? And, and you know what? Here's the, here's the wonderful thing about that is if we, we were, if you were uneasy with that, and maybe somebody, you know, if, if you were uneasy with that, you know what you can say is, God, I don't want to be uneasy with you in any way. I trust you. Now, there were times when I've said, I trust you and I surrender, and I'd take it back. All right? The wonderful thing about God is, no matter how many times we take it back, we can always come back to Him and give, it, and, and, and give up again. I, I was giving up a lot early on. I had to give up on a daily basis. I had to give up a, you know, on, a, on a monthly basis, and I had to give up on a... And you know what? I, that's, why, that's why January 1, I, I set that time right about in that period of time to align my vision, my goals, my plans for the year. But a big part of that is, Lord, it's all on the altar. It's all up there. God, what do you want? What, what, what's of you and what's not? You know, there's so many things that could have taken me away from God, and, and I've said no. And you know what? Here's the, here's the wonderful thing. Anything that I surrender to Him for a period of time, that I, it, He will absolutely give it back with blessing if it's within His will. We never have to fear turning loose of something. 
And it ain't the old adage of whoever, whatever philosopher, whatever, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it's yours. Whatever that is. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, if, you know, but, but where God's concerned, what's he say? If a farmer, if, if you plant a seed, if you turn loose of that seed, if you plant it and, and let it die, it'll be revived. Isn't it amazing how sometimes once we resign ourselves from ownership of something is when God finally makes it happen. You know, man, I tell you what. Sometimes you just got to back off and trust God. And see, that's a big part of that, that mountain. God is my lack of trust, is my lack of willingness to, to, to turn loose of control, is my, is, is, is my, my are those things the, the mountain that needs to be removed? So we can say to the mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and it'll be done. Verse 24, Therefore I tell you that whatever you ask... Some translations say, say, but for in prayer, believe that you have it, have received it. Now, I'm not real good in English, but isn't that past tense? So believe that you have received it, and it'll be yours. Wait a minute, it's not here yet. What's faith? Substance, things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, when... Here, here, here was what the Lord was mentioning to me on, on this verse this morning and for you. Too many times we're praying for things we haven't spent the time to develop the belief for. It's okay to ask God, have that dialogue to talk to, but when we're going to see it done, are we spending the time to say, God, what's your will concerning this? What's your word concerning this? What's your promise? How do we stand? Am I at a point that I can believe that I have received it? See, that's, the, that's the, the challenge that we have sometimes. God in His grace, His mercy, and His love for us, sometimes stuff just, you know, He just makes stuff happen. But when we're, where our prayer is concerned and where our, our, our ability to, to see these things happen, see, Edwin Lewis Cole points out, Wishing will never be a substitute for prayer. I'm going, to, I'm going to close this statement. We will, we will certainly not want to do a certain thing, but if it must be done, do it. Don't try wishing it away. Pray for strength to do it. You know, I think that's part of what the Lord is ministering to me uh, on for us today. Is you know, there's times whenever we, whenever we see what the mountain is. We know what the mountain is. We know what the issue is. And, and, and we, we'd, we'd be afraid to even speak to it, acknowledge it. You know, if, if it's, you know, a, a, an emotional thing, if it's a pride, if it's, if it's, you know, resentment, if it's bitterness, if it's unyielding to deciding to forgive and release others. Anybody been wronged? Yeah, if you're alive, you've been wrong. But will we release those things to God? Will we will we put a will, will we put a trust in God? And and how many of you might even need to say, God, I for, I, I trust you, even if I never get a full answer of why. 
I don't know who that's for, but you know, that's kind of a side note. But you know, a lot of times we wanna we wanna we wanna hold back fully trusting God because we don't understand why. I put all my eggs in this basket and nothing hatched. Or, you know, I trusted this person and they totally did me wrong. Or I prayed for this and God, we're over here. Why? You know, a willingness to trust God. I lived and watched this long enough to see that there's times when I just got to say, we just got to say, God, I trust you. I don't like it, but I trust you. I know that in the end, in, in the end that you'll turn all things to my good. You'll, turn, you'll, you'll create in this a blessing. And we entrust those things to God. As we get ready to close today, or as we're closing today, I just, I just want you to settle on all these things. The Lord ministered a lot of different things, I believe, and, and, and let's take those before the Lord. Father, we just come before you, and we just praise you for the Word today. We thank you, Lord, that, that prayer is a dialogue. The Lord, it's not just us bringing our list of needs. It's not just us praising you or telling you how good you are. It's, it's not, it's not um, us giving our, our five minutes Repentance, but it's fellowship and relationship. And Lord, I pray that, that we would see it for what it is. I pray today, Lord, that you'd stir in these people that are watching and these people that are physically here. That Lord, even if they, they don't know how they'd even do it, that they'd commit to say, Lord, I'm going to give you time, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45, an hour, and maybe over progression. That, Lord, I'm going to spend time to learn how to pray. I'm going to allow you to, you by your Holy Spirit, teach me to pray. You by what, what Pastor Kelly's talking about, teach me to pray. But I just come before you, Lord, and I, and I, I, I ask you, reveal to me whatever mountain there could be in my path, even ones I don't know that could be holding me back from being in the, in the, in the greatest place that you'd have me to be. Father, I just pray over these people that, that make that prayer, make that commitment, that, Lord God, that, that they would have and receive and understand the, the power of God working on the inside of them to enable them to do these things that they prayed. And, Father, we just, I just thank you for it, and I praise you for it. Now, Father God, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who does not know Jesus as Lord, I pray that they'd seek you. And, Lord, your word says if they seek, they'll find your word says that if we believe in our heart that Jesus is the Christ and that God raised, that you raised him from the dead, and that if we'll confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord, that we can be saved. If there's any who have not done that, I pray that they'd seek the Lord in that manner. They'd pray that prayer and that they'd acknowledge that to us so that we can begin to help them become disciples of Christ, begin to be those that would grow in, in the knowledge of who they are. Father, we just praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.